Welcome to the Citizens Youth Podcast. Citizens Youth is a ministry of LifePoint Church in Vancouver, Washington. Citizens is a community of students who are learning to live for Jesus. We meet every Wednesday at 7 p.m. To find out more, check out lpcvan.com forward slash youth. Open up your Bibles, Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. Do you got it? If you got it, say, yeah. All right. Matthew chapter 13, just one verse, verse 44. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Let me read it again, okay? Let me read this again. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and then covered up. Then, in his joy, everybody say joy. In his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. We're talking about hidden treasure today. Talking about hidden treasure. So let's break this down, all right? Jesus is used as a metaphor here, or a simile, if you prefer. And he says, the kingdom of heaven is like. And then he says, look at it again. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure. It's like treasure. Have you guys ever found treasure? Like, you ever just find something that you're like, dude, this is awesome? You found a quarter? Yeah, dude, same here. When I was five years old, and I have this very strong, vivid memory, because my mom has kept all of these since I was five years old. And I'm like, Mom, why do you have those? Oh, Sammy, you're going to keep those for your son one day. My mom does not sound like that. Scratch that. Oh, Sammy, you're going to have that for your son one day. That's more accurate. Survey says, Jordan, maybe. I'm just all messed up, right? And so I, when I was five years old, I collected penny pouches. Anybody like, into penny pouches? Penny pouches, homie, fanny pack me. I'm five, man. No fanny pack. So I had these penny pouches, right? I lived in New York City. I lived in Manhattan. And my favorite hobby, my favorite hobby, my favorite, not Robbie, my favorite hobby, my favorite activity was to walk outside and walk along the sidewalk outside the park. And I would wear my, I would wear my, I would wear my penny pouch, all right? Tripping up in here. I'd wear my penny pouch, right? And I had different ones too, yo. I was like styling with the penny pouches. I had a Batman penny pouch. I had um, the Ninja Turtle penny pouch. I had the Power Ranger. This is 1995, all right? Holler back. And so I had all these little, all these little penny pouches. And I would walk outside. And my favorite activity was to collect pennies. <laughs> it was just fun, man. All right? Call me a troll, whatever you want. But it, I collected pennies. And whoever said they found a quarter... Dude, that was the best thing ever, right? You're like, I'm looking for pennies. I'm looking for pennies. Corner! You found a corner. It was valuable, man. That was my little treasure. And then you get older and you have a little bit more of a sophisticated style of treasure collecting. You go to the beach to collect seashells. <laughs> right? There's only teenagers that do that and retired people. You know what I mean? Let's go collect seashells. I'm like, why? Right? I hate it. I don't know. But I did it, right? We go as teenagers. We collect shells on the beach. And we collect them all as if we were going to, like, cash them in at the casino. You know what I mean? I'm getting rich today. Right? And you collect all these seashells. And then you get to my age. And, like, it, the, the best it gets is when you go to the Lost and Found. And you're like, yes! Someone left that hat. It's mine. Right? Come on. Don't be ashamed. How many of you collected something out of the Lost and Found? Right? That's some treasure in there. 
And so we have a dude today who he's walking through a field, right? And he finds something. He doesn't find pennies. He doesn't find seashells. He doesn't find a hat that just so happens to fit him, a Yankees hat in the lost and found, which is really not treasure anyway. Yuck, right? Sorry, bro. I'm sorry. So he's walking, right? And he finds something, not any of these things. It says that he finds treasure. He finds treasure. There's something exceedingly valuable here. He finds something that is going to change his life forever. How many people know that if you were to find treasure, it would change your life, right? If you were walking through a field and you found treasure, you wouldn't be like, oh, wow, that'll be a nice collection on the shelf. You'd be like, bingo. I've arrived, right? Jackpot. Cha-ching is right, girl. Cha-ching. If you find treasure, it changes your life. And Jesus Christ is sitting here and he says, let me tell you what the kingdom is like. It's like treasure. The kingdom of God, understanding the kingdom, if we really got it, we'd realize that the kingdom is extremely and exceedingly valuable. Learning about the kingdom, friends, is like finding a treasure that changes your entire life. It's a treasure. It's not something they go, wow, that'll be nice. I'll have that collection and I'll add that to my shelf of religiosity, you know? Oh, the kingdom. Thank you, Sam, for explaining the concept of kingdom. I will take that into consideration. No, friends, a king, like when you find the kingdom, it's like treasure that changes your life. And here's the, the best part about this treasure. You know how like if you find a treasure, you don't spend it in a day? Like, it almost seems inexhaustible. You you know what I mean? Like, if you found a legit treasure, like, it would never run out. Like, I'm talking like Monte Cristo kind of treasure. You know what I'm talking about? If you've never seen Monte Cristo, you haven't lived, right? Oh, man, Monte Cristo, he comes into the richest inheritance ever, and for the rest of his life, he's rich. It's that kind of treasure. And friends, here's the thing about the kingdom of heaven. Here's the thing about the kingdom of God. The riches of the kingdom are inexhaustible. The riches of the doctrine, of of the gospel, and of the kingdom, they are inexhaustible, meaning it's not something that over coffee I can tell you all the goodies about the kingdom. You can spend your entire life. You can spend your entire life, and to the last day that you live, to your dying breath, you will still be learning things about the gospel. You will still be learning things about the kingdom, and in your heart, you'll still be moved to tears by going that is beautiful. I went to seminary, you know, I just, most of you guys know I just finished last year, and so for four years, I had the privilege of learning about the Bible and learning theology from men who were old enough to be my grandpa, you know, most of them. There were some young guys in their 30s and 40s, but a lot of these guys had walked with Jesus, like, since before my dad was born, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And it was, like, And Jake, you know this, right? You go to seminary. There's something beautiful about watching a 70-year-old dude talk about Jesus and still cry. You know what I mean? And part of us, we go, wait, what? Dude, aren't you, like, familiar with it? Like, what's, you get this. You're you're not only a seasoned veteran, but, like, you're a teacher now. What, What is it that's still so powerful? And they would just tell us, you can never exhaust the gospel. I remember one professor who just broke down in class, and he's like, students, You want something to study? Study the cross. Because the cross will never exhaust its riches. Every day, every year of your life, you can grow in your understanding and continue to reap the rewards of the great treasure that is the kingdom. 
the kingdom is like a great treasure. You can spend the rest of your lives learning about it. But this weekend, we're going to take three and a half days. And we're going to cram it all in there. No, 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 right? No, we're going to take three and a half days. And we're going to feast on this treasure, right? Every night, we're going to come out and we're going to just grab a handful of this treasure and just go, look at this. This is amazing. And then we're going to grab another part of the treasure and go, whoa, look at this part. I didn't even know that part existed, right? And then it's almost like, you, oh, you, you dip back into the treasure box and you go, wow. I mean, I've heard that before, Sam. Like, I, I knew that. I'm already a Christian. But, man, when you hold up the treasure in that light, I just, I see it for how beautiful, beautiful it is all over again. You want to know what the kingdom is like? It's like treasure. It's like treasure. Look at the second thing here. He says it's like treasure, but, but take a look here. He says the kingdom of heaven is like treasure. What's the next word? Hidden. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure, but let's clarify here. It's like hidden treasure. So, all right, all right. So I'm this dude, right? And I'm walking over the field and I, you know, I ascend the hill and great band, by the way, I ascend the hill and I'm standing there and I glance out over the field, right? The rolling plains. And I glance out over the field because it's a hidden treasure. That means that I wouldn't see it just by glancing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's hidden, I can't see or identify the treasure for what it is just by taking a cursory glance over the field. It's a hidden treasure. In the same way, Jesus is saying the treasure of the kingdom is actually hidden. What? What what does that mean? What do you mean you can't see the treasure of the kingdom just by looking at it? What's going on here? You realize here, when Jesus says it's hidden, he's saying there's something about the kingdom. There's something about what I'm telling you. There's something about this teaching that is less than obvious. There's something about this teaching that you will not see the treasure for what it is just by a cursory glance, just by taking a quick peek at it. There's something about this treasure that requires further inspection. So what's going on here? Why is it hidden, students? What do you think? Why is it hidden? Well, I believe that God is playing the cosmic Easter bunny game, and he likes to hide treasure for his children. And if we just go and find all the hidden truth, what? Is God God up there delighting and going, oh, man, I hit it really good. No one's going to find this one. Is that what he means by hidden there? No. I think the metaphor explains hidden perfectly. It's hidden, which means you can't see it for a cursory glance, right? You don't recognize the treasure for what it is just by taking a first peek at it. And in the same way, there's something about the kingdom. There's something about this teaching that makes it less than obvious. And it's hidden, not because God is hiding it. It's hidden by the fact that it's paradoxical in nature, okay? There's something about the kingdom that when you hear it, it's counterintuitive. It almost seems backwards. It seems like everything is flipped on its head. And the result is, when a lot of people look at this kingdom, they don't recognize it as treasure because it looks backward. There's something about the kingdom, the way that Jesus teaches, that flips all common sense on its head. And you start to go, man, maybe this guy's just crazy. And if you only look at it by a cursory glance, you go, oh, yeah, moving on. And you miss the treasure because it's hidden. It requires further inspection. 
And students, I admit, there are teachings that, in the Bible. There are teachings that Jesus gives that if you just look at it really quick, you know, just like a, a quick glance, you go, oh, that's weird. That's not how life works. But when you inspect the field, when you inspect his teachings, when you think deeply about it and you, and you realize, wait a minute, he's right. I remember as a child struggling with a, with a teaching that says, you know, if someone you know, slaps you on the cheek, turn the other cheek, you know. And I remember, just like, anybody read that one? All right. Someone slaps you. You ready? Here we go, Cassidy. Here we go. You going to follow the Bible? You're not going to follow the Bible. Bad girl. All right. So, but I'll follow the Bible and not slap you. I'll be kind, right? Fruit of the Spirit. And so I remember as a child struggling, what do you mean turn the other cheek? I was taught to fight. Everything in the, everything in the world tells you, oh, you hit me, I'm going to hit you twice as hard, right? You hit me, I'm going to hit you back to make sure that you don't get up. So you can't hit me again. And I remember struggling. What is it going on here, right? Jesus, maybe just whacked out. Maybe he's just some Gandhi, hippie, tree-loving teacher. What's going on here? And you realize, you dig deep into the teachings of the kingdom about forgiveness and all these things, and you realize how powerful the teaching of forgiveness is. It's hidden. You don't see how amazing it is at first. It seems crazy. But you start to dig into it, and you go, wow, that's beautiful. Wow, Jesus he understood how life worked. Maybe because he made life. It's a hidden treasure. It requires further inspection. Second thing we see, it's not obvious. <clears throat> it's not obvious. And so unfortunately, just like a hidden treasure, hey buddy, come on in, behind the curtain. Yeah, come on in, thanks man, appreciate it. And so one thing you notice, <clears throat> because it's hidden, not everybody finds the treasure. Right? Like, imagine how many people stood on that same spot as the man in our parable, and they just kept walking on, because they didn't recognize the treasure for what it was. And unfortunately, in life, people can come in contact with this gospel. They can come in contact with the, the, the teaching of the kingdom, and they leave, and they walk away. And everybody who's already found the treasure, you're looking at them, and you're like, but stop, like, do you not realize? It's treasure, what are, you, what are you doing with your life? Just, are you kidding me? This is treasure. This will change everything. And how many students do you know? How many family members do you know that just walk on and they neglect the treasure because they think that the things that they have in their life are more valuable than a treasure? And we know, no, it's not. But it's because the second thing about the kingdom is that it's not obvious. It's not obvious. But there are moments, right? glorious, God-inspired moments where people find the treasure. Many of you in this room, you've heard the gospel and you've heard the kingdom and the invitation to the kingdom and you've responded, right? And that's exactly what our man in the story does. Look at the final thing here. Third and final thing. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and then covered it up. Then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Third thing we see about the kingdom, it's worth everything. It's worth everything. So this dude, he, he walks into the field, right? He finds the treasure, and, and he, you know, he digs it up or whatever, and he goes, whoa, this is valuable. I, this is life-changing. This is the jackpot. This is exactly what I was made for. And I can't carry it, you know, in the parable, you know, whatever the detail, I can't carry it. You know what? I'm going to cover it back up, right? I'm going to keep it safe. I'm going to cover it back up. I'm going to go away. And when he goes away, he sells everything. 
Like, imagine coming home to your wife, right? And you're like, hey, babe, uh, how was dinner? Or how was your day? It was good. Awesome. What's for dinner? Great. Okay. Uh, we're going to sell everything we own. What are, you, what are you saying? Well, I know it sounds crazy, but um, we're going to sell our house. We're going to sell the dog. We're going to liquidate all of our assets. We're going to empty our bank accounts. Um, the fine china from your great-great-grandmother, gone, okay, um, because I broke it, not because we're selling it, sorry. Um, and we're just going to sell everything, the car, everything, right? The college fund, everything that we found valuable, we're giving it away. We're selling it. Why would you do that? Why would you sell everything in your life? Why would you give up everything in your life that is of meaning and value? Unless you found something that's even more valuable, right? And so he sells it all, takes the money, and he goes, right? He gives it all, but then he goes and buys the field because he knows he's about to get all, right? And he buys the field. He buys the field. And so here's the crazy part, students. Check this out. Guys, look. Look up here. Here's the crazy thing. He gives up everything, and yet he loses nothing. He gave up everything, and he loses nothing. Because what he just gave up is nothing compared to the treasure that he just brought in, right? He gives up everything, and he loses nothing. And students, it's because in the kingdom, this is what we learned, final point here, big idea. In the kingdom, you must sell all to get all. That's the point of this parable. You must sell all to get all. You sell it all. Coming to the kingdom, Jesus teaches us here. Students in middle school, students in high school, coming to the kingdom is not something you do on the weekends, Okay? Following Jesus as king of this kingdom is not something that you can do as a hobby. It's not something you do with your friends on Wednesday nights. Coming into the kingdom is something that will require you to leave everything in your life. Everything in your life that you're living for is gone. Everything in your life that you think is most important, die to it. Wait, you mean I have to get rid of it? No, not literally, but we'll learn about it at camp but you leave it all behind as your pursuit because you find something that is so infinitely better to pursue. It's the life-changing treasure of the kingdom. And so this weekend, what we're going to do is we're going to explore the field. I'm inviting you to come with me. Get in the bus, get in the car, let's go to camp, and let's explore the field. Let's take a look at the treasure. And it's my prayer. It's my hope. And the band, you guys can come up. We're gonna, let's, let's respond by singing here. But it's my hope that after we explore the treasure, after we explore the treasure, every single one of you in this room will have made the decision, I'm going to sell everything I have and go all in for this. Are you listening? My desire is that after you see the treasure, after you examine the different parts of the gospel, after you see what Jesus is offering as he calls people into the kingdom, my prayer is that you will respond by going, I will give everything to get everything. I would give all to go all in.